Welcome to the show, everybody. My name is Chris. I'm here with Alex Navarro and Peter Marchiafava. And you're up against the hard cap. All right, everybody. Hello and welcome to the hard cap. I am pleased to be joining you today. My name is Peter. And with me today, of course, are Alex and Chris. Gentlemen, how are we doing? Hey, buddy. Doing good. Doing good. Alex, how you doing, man? I'm doing great, and I'm glad you guys are too. I know that was a, a tough loss with the Sox, but uh, still, like I said, great season, what? great what stepping loss? stone towards uh, next year. I have no idea what you're mm. talking about. No, nope, no idea. I was at That's the why game I'm, in a, too, I'm so, in a good mood. So you guys great are in, in the denial phase. Okay, I, I, get yes. I get it. For we'll, game we'll get five there, tonight. guys. Right, Chris? Game we'll five coming guys. up. <laughs> no, but uh, uh, no, that but was you... that was tough, Alex. That that really was a tough. I I, I actually. I was lucky enough to go to both Sunday's game and Tuesday's game and Sunday's game was an out of this world experience. Like I, I have never experienced just the fan, the, the fan impact on a game. Like I did on Sunday, um, we were cheering for every single pitch. The only time when it got really dead, it got so loud. Once Yaz hit that two run shot to get the part of me to get the, the lead a little bit closer. And, and from there on out, it was, it was just pandemonium. Every single pitch, every time there were two strikes on the opponent opposing batters, we were all up. We were doing, oh, we were doing anything it took to get the White Sox uh, to win that game. It was, it was amazing. It was one of I the best experiences ever. I don't know if you heard Peter, but on, I was watching on the, the TV broadcast yeah. um, in the last game and they were talking about that previous game on Sunday. And one of the, the broadcasters said, look, that was probably the greatest single sporting event um, atmosphere that I've been in in at least 10 years. And it happened at a White Sox stadium, which was mm -hmm. really surprising. And so that was really cool. Uh, I, I wish that that same energy would have been going in the ballpark past the second inning uh, uh, in the last well, game. But and see, that's, that's kind of that's what happened, Chris, is the, the, the volume also went down on Sunday. But then Yaz hit that home run. And, and, and everybody just got loud again. And unfortunately on Wednesday or on Tuesday, we didn't get that second, that second, uh, that second lift from the team. You know, we, yeah. we, we tried to lift the team, but they also kind of needed to lift us a little bit too. That's, that's kind of what made that so special is that they saw that we were kind of struggling and, and, you know, I, I don't know if it was in their heads or not, but it, it really felt like they did the right things at the right times just to, to keep that energy going. It was, it was something else. It was a, a very good precursor to what I think is coming next year. Oh, absolutely. And that's, that's yep. what I've been saying. You guys are just, um, you know, it's a, it's a good stepping stone to for, for next season. You guys still have to probably find that second baseman, like you guys were mentioning before, but um, you have some great pieces and, uh, you know, uh, now, now great playoff experience, Peter. So exactly. yeah, let's move forward. Let's let's says the Cub fan. Let's move forward. <laughs> hey, there's always next year. Oh, oh, no. Oh no! Yeah. Actually, that's a that's a positive thing for us. <laughs> hey, you know, Alex really likes Michael Jordan, and I thought of something the other day. Um, oh, really? I, I thought Alex, I thought you'd you'd find this interesting. So I'm intrigued. You know, I uh, Michael Jordan played basketball. Yeah. What? So, guys, I decided that I'm going to buy an air compressor. You know, because you never know when you're going to need one of those. Is it air a Jordan compressors. air compressor? Yeah. So what I was going to do is I was going to I was going to draw paint uh, Jordan jersey on it. You know call it air jordan and uh you know, it's Chris really good to pressure. have because because they're great under pressure you know just like mike ha! oh <laughs> humor and, and chris has it going on today and, uh, nailed it yeah oh man yeah. 
I don't I don't want to brag too much because I'm a pretty humble guy, but I might be the funniest person I've ever met. You know what I mean, guys? You are definitely the funniest person you've ever met, Chris. That is Heck for yeah. damn sure. <laughs> You're the funniest person talking today. That's that's for sure. But uh, Slam Magazine, Slam Magazine ranked the top 75 uh, of the NBA of the last 75 years. And guess who came first, Peter? Guess who came Michael first? Jordan. There you go. The Numero Michael Jordan. Uno. Was Vince Carter on the list? <laughs> <laughs> I think he was. Tracy McGrady oh, and Vince Carter were both on the list. But they didn't take they didn't take the approach that we took. Um, they didn't lock in the original uh, top fifty from nineteen ninety six. Ah. They picked a completely separate seventy five. So and there I, was a, there was a lot of new uh, you know current or you know uh, more modern players in there than what we had. And that's I, I honestly I think that's kind of the problem when you do decide to do that and kind of reshuffle everything. You you kind of you lose focus on who was great at the beginning, like the the people whose shoulders these players are standing on. So exactly, I I, I do prefer that we held on to the original fifty. I think that I mean, that, was that list choice. was a pretty great list. Absolutely. All right. On today's show, we are going to discuss the corrections from last week. There's actually a doozy going on there. And today is our NBA special. We are going to have the hard cap team awards as well as the NBA court awards, which will be judged by Alex, Chris, and myself. We are all going to be judging each other on our picks. Um, In addition to that, of course, we have the trivia question of the week and our listener mail. Now, Alex, before we get to last week's trivia question, there is one thing we forgot to do. Um, Listeners, I don't know if you remember, but a couple weeks ago, there was a bet made. The bet was between the Arizona Cardinals and the Los Angeles Rams. And there was one person who decided that the Cardinals had a better chance of winning. I mean, there was two, technically. Oh, yeah, the Cardinals. Yeah, the Cardinals. Cardinals, You were the only one. To pick the Cardinals. Um, it was in our fancy uh, football special, which uh, airs on uh, Saturday, everyone. So listen to that, uh, just in case you haven't. Yeah. So, so the, the bad cards. part of this oh. is is the part where we find out what we have to do now because we lost, Alex. We have to do something. Yeah, <laughs> you have to do something. So the bet, the terms of the bet were: if Chris and Alex lose, they both have to give me a one minute speech just detailing all of my great features, factors, things that I've done in the past, just who I am as a person. And if I lost, I would have had to do a minute each on these two buffoons. So I'm saying this because I'm, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm anticipating a little jerkness going on here. So I'm, oh, I'm just going to let it be. Not. Absolutely I'm going to let it be. I'm going to let nope. it be. No, I took and the high road. Oh, that's unfortunate for me and what I just said, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and me too, because if you were expecting me to be a jerk, I, I should have taken that opportunity. <laughs> oh, you definitely could have been all over it if you wanted to. But let me go ahead and start my timer here. Are, are, actually, let me ask first. Are you gentlemen ready? Yes. Yeah, are, are I mean, we I'll... going consecutively? Uh, is there going to be a pause between? Oh, no. There'll be a pause. There'll be a pause. I, you know, we'll have to give a little time to reflect. So who wants to go first? I'll go first. Okay. Are we ready? Ready, set, go. Peter, you, sir, are a man. You were once a boy, and before that, a baby. Now, some might say you're just a giant baby. (laughs) 
<laughs> a giant baby who loves to hear nice things about himself. So here we go. Peter, in all the years I've known you, you're quite the good listener. Whenever I need someone to talk to, you're there. You're an advisor with that smooth voice of yours. You're a positive Peter or a positive Polly, depending on how you want to look at it. I might be upset about something, but Peter's right there to put his arm around you and say, don't worry. We'll suck less next time. Most importantly, out of all of this, you're responsible for marrying my wife and I. And I appreciate you for that. You know when to play both sides. You know, you just like that devil's advocate guy sometimes. And you almost ended my championship run in fantasy football, but not quite. It's Peter, a minute. It was supposed to be a you. minute. <laughs> Good grief, man. <laughs> Chris, that, that got me right in the feels, man. That was Yeah, there you go. That was Don't funny. expect any more of that. Ever? Yeah. No. Probably <laughs> never. I just spent everything I had. <laughs> I've been saving those up for one day if like I had to, you know, give a speech about you, but it's too late. I used it. Yeah. yeah, do not please do not speak to my eulogy. All right. Don't give me a eulogy then. Those are the only nice things you had to say. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Alex, are you ready, sir? I am. Uh you you, you gotta give me a little bit of a buildup, all right? So don't don't no. cut me off. There's a little bit was, of a buildup. I'm, I'm here to make sure that you get two a minute. If you guys go over, I have no issue there. <laughs> I'll, I'll get two a minute, but um, yeah, I'll, I'll you know I'll start when you're ready. Oh, actually, you go ahead and start talking. I'll hit the start button when you do. Okay, I'm hitting the start button now. Pete, Peter, the Peatster. What can I say? You are the Rondane, my Tiki Barber. You are the Rick Mahorn, my Bill Lambeer. That is to say, you are a great friend. Your Jeopardy-like knowledge is one to behold. You are the living room basketball Hall of Famer. And you know that, Pete. You know that. Your bat swing with a metal table leg and rocks as baseballs in the creek of my backyard is one that even Frank Thomas would admire yeah yeah do you remember that <laughs> the voice your voice is as heavenly as harry carey in the seventh inning stretch but no i love you Pete. you're you're a great guy uh great bet but uh yeah you got it you got us you got us there you have it everybody alex that was that you, you took me back on a trip right there man living room <laughs> basketball holy crap dude with the do laundry you, basket yes yeah, you remember the uh the creek <laughs> I, I do remember the creek. I definitely do. We didn't do that like, too many times, just, but yeah. No, but we, we like, were, I don't know how we survived that. It was so I know, gross. I don't know how we survived that. But not only was it gross, Chris, but we played in the creek in my backyard, which you are well aware of. And uh, I got I got a metal uh, metal leg from one of my mom's old tables. We went back there and started throwing <laughs> rocks at each other and swinging with that metal bat. And somehow we did not die. <laughs> Oh my lord. You know you when they say boys will be boys, that is literally what they mean right there. I'd have been that guy sitting there going, I don't know about this. I think this might this might be a dangerous idea, guys. I don't think we should do that. You two can do it. I'm gonna watch. Oh mercy. Guys, you you you, you seriously, you got me in the fields there, man. Thank you very much, gentlemen. That was uh I know that was very difficult for you guys to do, and I appreciate it. <laughs> All we love right, you, man. Guys. Don't expect too much out of us in the future, though. No. <laughs> Come on. I don't expect any of you out of you now. What's the difference? 
but it's all right. I'm happy to say that if I do ever lose a bet against you guys, I, I will be happy to repay this. All right. So <laughs> we'll, we'll figure, we'll figure something out for the next one. So let's go ahead and move on to Alex's trivia question of the week. Alex, last week you gave us a trivia question. Can you repeat it again? Yeah. The trivia was who is the only major league baseball player to ever win the world series MVP on the losing team. And uh, Christopher picked uh, Shoeless Joe Jackson, which wasn't a bad pick, actually. I think that's a really good pick. Um, You know, he was unfortunately banned from from baseball. Um, But during that series, he actually played really well. Um, He was the only White Sox. He was the only one. Mm -hmm. He was the only one. And if you haven't watched Eight Men Out, watch it. It's a it's a great film. Uh, But but yeah, uh, he was he was a great player. And um, unfortunately, those things happened. But uh great great pick unfortunately you're wrong chris <laughs> now whatever you don't have to say it alex picked, i was right you picked crispy apple bottom uh yep, the crispy apple bottom the crispy apple bottom uh and and again very solid pick uh he has a great name mm-hmm. uh isn't isn't a real person it, it does it's, not it's exist fictional. you're right you're correct <laughs> <laughs> not, maybe not the best choice if we're going for actually getting the answer <laughs> Still, still a solid pick. Still a solid pick. Uh, but no, he is he is incorrect. Um, the correct answer was Bobby Richardson from the New York Yankees. Sounds like a fake name. Mm-hmm. He won the World Series MVP in 1960, I believe, uh, batting 367 with 12 RBI. I believe, I believe he hit a grand slam. I, I can't. Uh, don't quote me on that, but I think he also hit a grand slam during that. What are you, the series. announcer from the 1910s? He's batting 367. Yeah. So, <laughs> so uh, yeah, he did get World Series MVP. They ended up winning the World Series the following year in 61, I think 62. Uh, but he was on the losing side and won the World Series uh, MVP in 1960. So good for Bobby Richardson. All he right. lost to Crispy Applebottom. Everybody knows that Crispy Applebottom always eats Cracker Jacks. Cracker Jacks, <laughs> the treat of Crispy Applebottom. Oh, mercy. Alex, thank you very much. We look forward to your trivia question later on in the episode. So please stick around. When we come back, we are going to start with segment one, the Hard Cap Team Awards. We will be right back. All right, gentlemen, the NBA begins its season on October 19th, and we are already in to the preseason schedule. So you know what that means. It's time for us to give our picks for this year. Chris, Alex, you guys ready to give your picks this year? Yeah, absolutely. Perfect. All right, gentlemen. So to begin this long season, we're not going to go with the standard picks that you might see. We're going to change it up a little bit. Um, Today, we're going to go with the ball and team the most exciting team to watch the team that's most under pressure to win this year the breakthrough team that is most likely to make it into the playoffs finally the no heart team worst on paper and of course our paper champs who is the best team on paper all right so gentlemen let's start with the most exciting team to watch all right there is a lot of good basketball out there alex i want to start with you who do you have as your most exciting team this year my most exciting team is the New Orleans Pelicans. Um, you know, they traded away Lonzo Ball, uh, supposedly to give the ball to Zion Williams and let him 
bringing up the court more. So I really want to see that. Um, I want to see uh, him and Ingram kind of develop and mm-hmm. uh, grow as a team. So, I mean, they're already both exciting to watch, uh, you know, Zion with his, his dunking ability and, and uh, just his consistent scoring throughout his whole, uh, his, his young career. So, no, I'm, I'm excited to see both those guys play and develop and, and uh, grow as a team. So, yeah, that's my, uh, my ball and pick. That's a good choice, man. That is a solid choice. It sucks that Zion Williamson is already injured. I believe he's got a, a fractured foot that's going to take him out at least the first few weeks. Um, but yeah, when he comes back, he is the most exciting player in the league. I would say with his size and ability combination, it's yeah, that's a solid choice, Alex. Well done. What about you, Chris? I, I like that choice. But I also think that, you know, to your point, Peter, you brought up his injuries. He's pretty prone to these types of injuries. I think because of his his height mixed with his weight, and the speed at which he moves, because he's really shifty, he's really, really talented, and and, and he moves quickly. Uh, stuff like that is going to happen, I have a feeling. So we'll see. But uh, if he if he's bringing the ball up the court and, and creating a little bit more, that could get real interesting over there. Now, I have uh, the Chicago Bulls as the most exciting team to watch, and I think that I'm not being a homer. I think I'm actually being real here, uh, I think. All signs point to this is going to be really exciting based on what we've seen in the preseason so far. They look like they actually have a contender. They move fast. It's going to it's gonna be fun. That is an interesting choice, Chris. Do you really believe that it's only the Bulls? Only the one and only Chicago Bulls. They will be the most exciting team to watch. Mark my words. Alex, it looks like you have thoughts on that, man. What do you got to say? No, I mean, he just stole my part. I was the one who was supposed to say Chicago Bulls. <laughs> make it a trifecta <laughs> instead he just he's like no i'm gonna be the one two three punch over here whatever dude whatever <laughs> you know my Chris, point he's always taking what's his you know and even yeah. what's other people's yep mostly on the basketball court anyway my most exciting team to watch this year is another player who has just kind of lit the world on fire and did so last year in the playoffs that is trey young and his atlanta hawks I don't really think there's much more to say than that. I mean, Trey Young and Clint Capella, just an alley-oop combination. Um, You've just, you've got great pieces around them. You've just got a great team. They love to run. They love to move it. And of course, Trey Young, he's like a mini Steph Curry. He is so explosive, so talented, and he can hit the ball from anywhere. So I will be happy and uh, definitely be watching the Atlanta Hawks this year. That's a great pick. I love that pick. I think he 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 he's going to be taking a step forward this year as far as uh, Trey Young. I think he could be actually be in the the MVP conversation conversation. Yeah, I mean, with the way he played in the playoffs last year, he really showed himself to be an in, like he is one of the you know one of the game changers in the league this year. So I'm looking forward to it. I really am. All right, moving on. Next, we have the team that is under pressure. They are the most under pressure to win it all this year. Chris, let's start with you on this one. Who do you believe is most under pressure? There's two teams and it's a toss up. You could take either one. I'm going to go with the Lakers as the most under pressure to win. They've got an old roster. They made a lot of moves that were kind of questionable moves that, that just seemed like uh, LeBron's trying to pull all his friends in. Yeah, I don't know what's going to happen over there. It, it could be a final hurrah, but there's a lot of pressure on that team between the fact that they play in Los Angeles and the, the guys that they brought in to play on that team. So I think there's there's a ton of pressure on them. Uh, so, you know, we'll see. Yeah. I'm pretty sure LeBron's lived his entire career under that pressure, Chris. So you're absolutely right there. Alex, what about you? Who do you got? You know, I, I think the, the second team that Chris might be talking about is the Brooklyn Nets. Um, 
Brooklyn. Yeah, you got the city right this time. I got the city. <laughs> nice job. I got the city. But I think I don't I don't think there's pressure so much on the team. I think there is more pressure on James Harden uh because he hasn't he hasn't won one yet. So I think I, mm-hmm. I think it's less on team, more more on him. Uh but as a team, I think uh the Phoenix Suns. I think there's a lot of pressure on the Phoenix Suns to win this year. Uh, because of Chris Paul, you know, Chris Paul is such an important piece to that team and really makes the team hum and run uh, smoothly. And he's getting older. Uh, so it's it's a similar situation with the Lakers. They're, 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 they're old, you know, with Phoenix Suns, it's that one piece. But that one piece was pretty, pretty vital and important. I mean, the year before Chris mm-hmm. Paul uh, got there, they did not make the playoffs. Although they played mm-hmm. well in the bubble, but they did not make the playoffs. So uh, he's the one that really vaulted them to the elite level that they are right now. And, and his window of uh, excellence is is uh, pretty pretty small right now. So he has pretty much this year, next year to win. Uh, so that team is is under pressure. They certainly are. And I, I like how you guys both pick the aging superstars to be under pressure because they're you're absolutely right. I mean, they want to win one more. I mean, Chris Paul wants to win one, you know, like yeah. he just needs to get over that hump. You're absolutely right. What were you going to say, Chris? No, I, I, it's the, it's a, you made the point. It's an age thing. They've got that pressure on them because of what, what the money that's being spent. Mm-hmm. They're all making a lot of money because they've been in the league for so long. Yeah. So there's pressure on the franchise itself, on the ownership, on the GMs. To me, you know, you could say the Suns and, and the argument can be made, but I think this is, you know, P- Peter, where are you at on this? What, what, so. I'm actually going to go in the opposite direction. I think that it is one of the younger superstars that is going to be having some pressure on them this year. And more importantly, the franchise itself. And that franchise is the New Orleans Pelicans. I really feel that it is, they need to make the playoffs this year and they need to succeed at least a little bit, at least make it one round in because Zion Williamson is going to be a free agent the year after next. And we all know that superstars are not afraid to move if they need to, or even ask for trades if they need to. It's, it's, it's absolutely critical for new Orleans to finally put it together, get a team out there that, 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 that can, you know, do something and show Zion that he is, uh, that he's going to be part of championships in the future. I, I like yeah, that direction. True. Yeah. I like that direction. Actually. Um, the second team that I was thinking about considering is the, uh, the Portland trailblazers because of uh, Dame Lillard, you know, it's a similar situation with him. They have to win or else he's going to leave. So yeah, that's, that's a really good concept with that team. And, um, I hope they do win because I, I think that, that'd be a great team to watch in the future. Exactly. All right. Next, we've got our breakthrough award. Now, this is the team most likely to finally break through to the playoffs. Alex, who do you have for the breakthrough team? For me, it's it's easy. You know, it was it was heart wrenching to have the Bulls not make the playoffs last year. Um, you know, they really seemed like they were getting in their groove. And then Zach Lafine got into this whole COVID situation where he was I uh, wasn't permitted to uh, play a few few weeks, and it lasted longer than it really felt like it should have. Uh, so um, that really caused the team to uh, to miss the playoffs. So um, you know they picked up some great new pieces in Demar Derozan and and Lonzo Ball, um, and uh, you know uh, hopefully uh, Pat will 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 make some um, uh, you know develop a, a lot more this year, uh, getting to a second season. So yeah, I think they're going to make the leap and actually have a, a good run in the playoffs. Uh, you know, as far as what I said last week, I think they're going to be the third seed, but we'll see what happens. I'm right there. I, there's not much else to say. I agree with Alex. Uh, I have him at the four seed, but this is it. This is the year. Uh, the, the coaching has been put in place. The, the management has been put in place. The players have now been put in place. Can you look at that team and go, wow, they've got a trifecta of superstars. Well, no, not necessarily, but do they have a bunch of 
fast-paced, very talented players who can put it together and be a super good team, a la the 2010 Bulls, yeah, they do. And they might be even better than that team if everybody stays healthy. I, I get that there's some players that might be slightly injury-prone, but I feel like for the most part, they've got a pretty solid core on this team. And they've they've got a little bit more depth now. So we'll see what happens. But I, I like the Bulls to make the playoffs. And I, again, I'm not trying to be a homer, but Bulls. 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 My choice. I, I did go a little bit off the beaten path. It's Bulls. It's Bulls. Uh, You know, it's kind of Bulls-ish because the owner of this team used to be a Chicago Bull. That's right. I'm talking about the Charlotte Hornets. I am excited for these Charlotte Hornets. With LaMelo Ball, Kelly Oubre, they, they added Gordon Hayward, Miles Bridges, Terry Rozier. Um, they, they've got a solid team. And like Chris was saying, they've got a team that can run, jump. They can just, they can do anything. And with LaMelo Ball leading them, I just think the, uh, the sky's the limit for them. I, I really think they've got a good shot here. So I'm going to pick the Charlotte Hornets to finally break their winless streak and make it into the playoffs. I like that, Peter. There's a lot of buzz around that team, you know? It's <laughs> a buzz. That was good. <laughs> just, just leave me buzzing. <laughs> All right, let's move on, guys. I'm on a roll. Chris, who do you think is the team that has no heart? Worst team on paper is OKC, man. Pile of junk. Gilgis Alexander's about all they got going on over there. He's going to be interesting to watch this year. But yeah, I'm not really feeling that team. I, I think they're going to be totes bad. Super totes bad. Yeah, for me, for me, the, the no heart award. And, and I wouldn't say they're, they're the worst team on paper, but I, I feel like it's it's worth mentioning. The, the Minnesota Timberwolves, you know, year in and year out, they have this this great talent on paper, but they they have no heart and they can never make it into the playoffs. Uh, this year, they brought in Patrick Beverly to hopefully kind of stimulate them and and, and bring that intensity to them. But if, if Jimmy Butler wasn't able to do it, I, I don't think anyone ever will. <laughs> so we'll, we'll see what happens this year. But for them, I'm, I'm giving them my my. No hard award. I mean, and before Jimmy, I mean, even Kevin Garnett couldn't get them into into the finals. You know, it's Minnesota's had a tough time for a long time. That's oh, for yeah. sure. And um, yeah, I, I I really I feel for Carl Anthony Towns. That dude has so much talent. I, I just I want to see him on a team that can do something with all the talent that he has. So hopefully, something will happen soon. But good choice, Alex. Very good. My team this year is a team that maybe or most likely will not be on this list in the in the following years. I think that they are on an upward trajectory, but for at least this year, they are not going to be very good. And that team is the Detroit Pistons. They got the first overall pick last year, so they were bad last year too. They are an extremely young team. So young and I and, you know, obviously that's on purpose. They're they're, they're all going to be grown together and I do like the bones of this team. I like who they've got on there, but I'm not seeing anything happening for them this year either. Can I ask you guys, can you name anybody that's that's on the Oklahoma City Thunder? Besides Shea Gilgis Alexander? Yep. No. Actually, wait. Didn't There's uh, one. There's one that you can name, and that's it. I guarantee you'll, you'll name this one person I'm thinking of, and there I can't be even name else. anyone. It's Derek Favors. That's who I would think that you guys are. I wouldn't even bring name, up Derek Favors. Like, he's old. <laughs> like, he's I, even a, I get that. That's my, my point. <laughs> Who cares about Derek Favors? <laughs> this team will be, mark, mark my words, this team will be the worst team by a long shot in the NBA this year. This I, team I, I would, is hanging out say, with honestly, Oscar the Grouch in a trash can. I would venture to say that Orlando will probably be the worst <laughs> team. I mean, they, they're looking really to rebuild. They, they you know, they, they took apart their team. They traded they away really everybody. Did. So I, I think Orlando really is going to be the worst team in the league. But I think they're going to have heart. I think they're going to have heart. They're going to be a yeah. try-hard team. They might have try heart, hard. but OKC is not going to have heart. Oh, OKC had heart last year. Yeah, 
they have a mm. lot of heart. That's the thing I about don't... OKC is that they actually play decently well for having a bunch of no names. La- maybe last year. I don't heart your your comments. Okay. <laughs> I don't get a thumbs up from you. No, I don't heart oh. that or Alex's comments. Well, it's okay. You you're getting an angry face emoji from me. How about that? Oh, there it is. There it is. Thanks, fam. <laughs> All right, guys. And finally, we are going to discuss our paper champions. Chris, let's start with Alex. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go with an easy one here. Um, I'm going to go with the the Brooklyn Nets. Um, I mean, they they got such a, a good roster here with Kevin Durant, James Harden, Kyrie Irving. I mean, hopefully Kyrie will play. And one thing I, I want to say is, you know, you shouldn't be hating on the guy thinking he's a selfish individual. He's done a lot to help other people. Um, and 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 NBA and WNBA as well, giving 1.5 million dollars to them. So he's given up a lot of money, a lot of his time. Not a selfish mm-hmm. individual for, for whatever reason, he doesn't feel like taking the vaccine and he's taking his choice by not playing as well. So um, that's that's a side effect for it. And that's what he's uh, the road he's going down. But hopefully he, he something changes in the future. He gets out there. But um, I mean, you got uh, Blake Griffin as well. Um, just a slew of other good players. Uh, LaMarcus Aldridge uh, finally came in uh, back to the league. Hopefully his hard situation is good. But yeah, I, I think on paper, this is the deepest and best team. Yeah, Chris, before you even start there, man, I, I'm just going to say I pick the Nets as well. There really is no other option as far as like best team on paper. I, I cannot see how there would be another team that would be better than them. I mean, they've got all the power forwards. <laughs> like, yep. like whoever's won like an all NBA in the last 15 years, they've pretty much got them on their team. It's absolutely yeah, Paul, Paul Mills staff. I didn't mention. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, they're absolutely stacked. So yeah, there's nothing else to say there. I agree. Yeah. It's the Nets. It really is the Nets. The, the Lakers are a are second. They're definitely, you know, close second, but I mean, the sheer power on the Nets is ridiculous. I love but it. But how fun will it be if, if we do really see a Lakers and Nets NBA finals? Oh, it's going to be amazing. That could be actually pretty interesting. Especially if everybody's healthy. and to the death. Yeah. If everybody's healthy and willing to play, that would be fantastic. That'd be cool. This is the one time I want to see all the old, old dudes just get to the finals and fight it out. Just duke it out. <laughs> yeah. That'd be fun. Just let them have it one last time and then go and get. Right. Kind of like the la- like That's... those last uh, Spurs heat games, right? Yeah. Just like two old powerhouses duking it out. It was so fun. It really was. Those were epic series between them. Very much so. All right. Well, that does it for our team awards. Um, Be sure to stick around because after this break, we're going to get to our personal awards. All right. See if Chris is going to get best haircut or if Alex gets best button up shirts. We'll be right back. And we are back. Thank you for sticking around, everybody. Now it's time for our NBA Court Awards. This is where we're going to give out our awards for player performance. All right, we're going to be doing our the more standard um, performance awards. We're going to go with the Sixth Man of the Year, Most Improved Player, Rookie of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year, Coach of the Year, and, of course, the MVP. But to uh, put a little twist on it, we're going to have ourselves a little courtroom action alex is going to be judging the choices that chris and i have made and he will determine who has made the best choice now there are two exceptions to that one of those is going to be the rookie of the year in which case i believe chris is going to be judging alex and i and then the other case is the mvp where i will be judging alex and chris this means absolutely nothing to you guys right now so just stick around and we'll uh we'll make some fun with it let's start with the first six man of the year alex take it away I got my mallet. I got my mallet. So, um, Peter, you believe it's going to be Jordan Clarkson from the Utah Jazz 
And uh, Chris, uh, you believe it's going to be uh, Derrick Rose from the New York Knicks. So convince me, Peter, you get the first 24 seconds and go. Well, Alex, the first thing I'm going to say is Jordan Clarkson won it last year. When you have, when you speak like that, you already know the guy can do it. Sixth Man of the Year is an award that has been won multiple years in a row by the same player. Um, and it's he's just one of those guys where he is not going to stop doing what he did last year. He comes off the bench. He provides instant energy for the Utah Jazz team. Who Buzzer. But that's a 20 Let me ask you this, buzzer, Peter. Man. How many points did, did he average oh, per hold game? Hold up, hold up. Alex, did you start the timer again? I did not. This isn't, this I'm isn't asking a him a question. This isn't a debate, sir. It's not a debate. This guy. is basketball. What is the NBA court award? Courts. All right. Now you get your 24 seconds, Chris. Convince me. Go. Derek Rose. It's Derek Rose. Derek Rose, if, we, if he would have stayed healthy for the entire season, which he hasn't done in like 12 years, but if he would have, he probably would have averaged over 18 points a game. I believe he can still do it. If he gets the minutes he needs and he stays healthy, Derek Rose is going to be a scoring machine. He's going to be a guy that leads your bench. He's the man. D Rose is making a comeback. I feel strongly that this is the Buzzer. year that Derrick Rose wins it. You're done. You're done. I like both cases. I like both cases. I'm a huge fan of Derrick Rose. Uh, I think he, he's doing a trend to stop over there with uh, with the New York Knicks. I don't think he's ever going to get uh, more minutes. Um, I don't think you want him to. I think he's going to get injured if he does. So I, I, I think his, his minutes are always going to be limited. Um, he's, he's a bit injury prone. Uh, Jordan Clarkson, he's made for six man. That guy is, he does, I don't even feel like he wants to be a starter. He wants to come off the bench. He wants to heat up the court in that respect. And Jamal and, uh, Crawford 2.0, am I right? Yeah, absolutely. I think they're better than Jamal Crawford. But both great scoring, scoring ability. So no, um, he is a heavy favorite, Chris. I'm going to have to go with Jordan Clarkson. You did not convince me. So Jordan Clarkson is going to win Sixth Man of the Year award. So let's move on to Most Improved Player. All right. So Peter, uh, you're picking Anthony Edwards from Minnesota, and Chris. You got a question mark. You're already kind of losing this one. <laughs> but you got a question mark next to Lonzo Ball. Um, I'm not sure if it's because you're not sure about him or you don't know what team he plays for. <laughs> but Lonzo no, Ball I'm the putting... Chicago Bulls. So we're going to go with you first, Chris, since, uh, since you didn't get that opportunity last time. So 24 seconds, go. I think it could be Lonzo Ball. And I said in there, could it be Lonzo Ball? Because we've seen improvement in scoring year over year from him. He has become a better point guard. He has worked on his game, and a lot of players get lazy. This guy is busting his buns to get better and better and better every year. He's on a better team with a better supporting group around him. I think Lonzo Ball wins most improved player of the year this Buzzer. year. Buzzer. Those were some some good good. He done some good things there, Chris, but uh, I'm not fully convinced yet. Let's see what Peter can do with Anthony Edwards. You got 24 seconds, Peter, and go. The number one overall pick last year was a he he did a great job coming off the uh, coming off the bench for Minnesota. He gave them 19.3 points per game. He gave them a lot of heart, a lot of hustle, um, three assists, a steal. I mean, he just kind of did ever did a little bit of everything. And I think that he's going to grow a lot this year. Um, I'm not the only one. There's a lot of prognosticators who feel the same way about this. Um, and even if my thought Buzz, is that he also gets oh ah, no no 24 seconds. Ah, 
Lonzo Ball is one of four players in NBA history to average six rebounds. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. That is a penalty. And the funny thing was, Chris, I was gonna I was gonna lean towards Lonzo Ball and give you Can I approach the bench? You cannot. You cannot. I'm sorry. That is a penalty. Your case is thrown out, and uh Anthony Edwards, unfortunately, (laughs) now has to be our most improved player of the year, and we'll get that award. So we're moving on. We're moving on. I'm gonna step down here, Chris. I'm gonna step down here, Chris. And uh, I'm gonna give the mallet to you, Chris. You're gonna judge this one, uh, and it's gonna be it's gonna be Peter and me, uh, rookie of the year. All right, boys. I'm setting the timer. All right, Peter, you will go first. Are you ready? Uh, I am not, Your Honor. If I can have a continuation of two minutes, please. I will allow <laughs> the continuation, and I will grant access to Alex. Alex, you are now going first. Alex, on your mark, get set. You're probably going to be wrong, but go. (laughs) Well, well, my pick is uh, Cade Cunningham with the uh, Detroit Pistons. Uh, First overall pick, Uh, a lot of people are seeing him as being the next uh, LeBron James. Uh, He produced some great numbers in in college, 20 points, 6 rebounds, 3.5 assists, uh, shockingly good, uh, 1.6 steals a game. And he also shot 400% uh, from uh, the three-point arc. Um, shot most of his You're done. Sucker. All right. Peter, on your mark. Are you ready this time, Peter? Oh, I'm ready. Okay. I was born ready. Except I need ready? those two minutes. Here we go. And go, Peter. All right. Jalen Green, the number two overall pick, went to Houston, a team that desperately needs... Um, any kind of scoring touch at this point. So I think Jalen Green is going to come out shooting and shooting hard and shooting heavy. Also, he was in the NBA G League, which means that he's already prepared for professional basketball, making that all that more ready to begin being successful in the NBA that much earlier. Jalen Green, your NBA rookie. You're done. Okay, here's Judge, the deal. May, may I yep. approach the bench? May I approach the nope, bench? I'm shut asking your mouth. this time. No, you did this to me. Shut no, up. No, no, no. You started It doesn't matter what I'm you say. This it, time. Eh, right. So here's the deal. It doesn't matter what you say because Peter's right. It's Jalen Green. Jalen Green was in the G League. The G League is going to make a huge difference in Jalen Green's progression this season. Cade Cunningham might end up being the better player in the long run, might have the better career in the long run. But right now we're talking rookie of the year and it's going to be Jalen Green. Peter wins. Cade Cunningham is is built for the NBA. He shoots tons of threes. He's going to be great. Next. Next. All right. So I'm taking I'm taking the mallet back from Chris. He was awful. Whatever he was doing there. Uh, so, I don't so know. Next. I liked him. <laughs> uh, the next award is defensive player of the year. Uh, Peter is leaning towards Ben Simmons. Uh, somehow he's still putting him in Philadelphia. Well, I don't know why. I don't know, I don't know how work. he's going to end up there. And I, I can't really pronounce uh, Chris's. Uh, Bam Adebayo. Is that who you're picking? Bam Adebayo. Bam Adebayo. Do you not know who he is? What's I don't know exactly who he is. I don't know how to pronounce his name. But he's he's <laughs> the center for the, the Heat, which you did not uh, enter in your submission. Uh, a great, great defensive player as well. But we'll, we'll see who convinces me first. Let me bring my timer up. And who did I make? Uh, you know, Peter, you're going to go back. Uh and be first here uh 24 seconds and now 
So Ben Simmons has a lot of work to do to bring his uh, his image back to uh, the good graces of the NBA. Ben Simmons is going to play like a monster this year. Whether he gets traded or not, if he gets traded, I think he's going to Minnesota, and I think him and Carl Anthony Towns are going to tear it up. Um, but I have faith in Ben Simmons specifically defensively this year. He's always been a great defender. I think he can take it to that next level. Buzzer. Ben Simmons, that was that was good timing by you, Peter. Very good timing by you, and good some some good points. Chris, are you ready? Yeah, seconds. I'm ready. Now. Okay. This one's pretty simple. A couple things here. Total rebounds. He's gonna he's gonna get over 10. He's gonna have double-digit rebounds. His blocks, usually around one. Here's the thing. It's all about the name. It is all about the name. And my 24 seconds are gonna be filled with a whole lot of bam. Every time he blocks a shot, bam. Every time he gets a rebound, bam. He's going to put everything in right, everybody's buzz, face, and he's going to go bam, buzzer, bam, 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 24 bam. second violation, violation. I'm scared. I'm All so right, scared so right this, is, this is an important bam. award here. This is one of the top awards of the NBA. Uh, so I'm going to give uh, Peter an opportunity to rebuttal. Peter, you have 14 seconds to rebuttal. Well, um, I don't really feel that the name of a player determines if they're the defensive player of the year. So I'm going to go ahead and just stick on my laurels here and just let you know that Ben Simmons has a lot to make up for. Okay. Buzz, and I believe that buzz. he's ready to do so. That's a good point there. That's okay. And and uh, Chris, I'm going to give you an opportunity to rebuttal. And you may go. Okay, well, steals per game for a big man, 1.2 no, last no, year. No, not, not he hits 1.52. Rebuttal. Rebuttal. <laughs> anyway, I'm getting lost. there. So, your so every time terrible. he gets a steal, bam. Every time a block, bam. <laughs> Rebound, bam. Listen, when you've got a name like Bam, you've got to take advantage of it. And he's played in the league for four years and hasn't taken advantage of it. So now I feel like this is it. And Bam's going to listen to this podcast and he's going to go, I love that idea. I'm going to do that. And then he's going to scream, bam. And then one day they're going to catch it on camera. They're going to zoom in and he's going to go, what up, hardcap? Hello. <laughs> bam. Great. That would be great. Um, unfortunately, I, I think your points are terrible. Uh, you picked the better player. <laughs> you picked the better player, but your points are terrible. And, you know, Pete, I, I really feel like, you know, he has to redeem himself. And and uh, Ben Simmons, uh, if he's going to redeem himself on any side of the court, right now it's going to be on the defensive side mm -hmm. of the court. So, yes, absolutely, Ben Simmons uh, will be the defensive player of the year. So let's move on yes. uh, to Coach of the Year, uh, a very another very vital award uh, to be given. Uh, Peter, uh, you picked Jason Kidd from uh, the Dallas Mavericks. That's a, a, a good pickup. Yeah, good pickup for them this year. We'll see how he does. And uh, Chris, you've gone with uh, Steve Nash on the Brooklyn underlined Brooklyn Nets. <laughs> so let's give your uh, points here, and and Chris, I'll give you the opportunity to go first. And go. This one's pretty simple. Brooklyn's going to be the top dog in the NBA this year. The NBA gets lazy when it comes to this award, and they usually give it to the coach of the team with the best record. So to me, I just got to outsmart the NBA here, or undersmart the NBA, and go, hey, I know what you're going to do. You're going to give it to Steve Nash. All right, Buzz, you didn't even take your full 24 seconds. Didn't Underwear. need it. <laughs> All right. Good one. Uh, <laughs> And uh, Peter, are you ready? And your 24 seconds starts now. The NBA loves 
that story. The story of a brand new coach taking his team and taking them all the way. I really feel that Dallas has a great chance to go all the way this year. And I feel that Jason Kidd is going to be maybe not a big part of that as far as coaching goes, but definitely as far as the team goes. So Jason Kidd, great name. Um, very trusted player. Um, Buzz. And NBA coach of the year. 24 seconds. 24 seconds. Now, um, unfortunately, um, I think for the coach of the year, it's not so much about the story. I think the story is more about uh, MVP. If you have a good, if you have a good story, you tend to win the uh, the MVP award. But um, it's more record. Uh, so as much as I dislike doing it, Chris, you won this with uh, Steve Nash. Uh, so Steve Nash is our coach of the year. It is time to determine the MVP of the NBA for the 2021-2022 season. This year, Chris has chosen Luka Doncic to be his MVP. Alex has chosen Joel Embiid to be his MVP. We're going to start with Chris. Chris, and away we go. This year, Luka takes over the mantle as the best player in the NBA. He is hands down the most talented player all around. He can dominate you no matter where you play. If he's at home, if he's on the road, he's going to win. And if he figures out how to get that team to play as one unit this year, there is no argument. Luka Doncic will be the MVP. All right, with four seconds to spare. Chris, giving up some time there. All right, Alex, you heard his argument. Let's hear yours. Ready, set, so Joel Embiid, he already, he's already averaging 28 points, 10.6 rebounds, and 1.8 assists a game. Already MVP numbers. He was uh, voted, uh, he fell at second place in the MVP voting last year. Uh, and that was mostly because he got injured. Um, if he didn't get injured, I think he would have gotten some more points and would have been able to uh, compete against Andre Uh But the main thing is, is that Ben Simmons isn't there. He's going to have to take over. He's going to have to lead that team. That's a great story. That's it. Joel Embiid. Gentlemen, this is a tough choice. You guys both gave great arguments here. I'm going to give an extra 14 seconds for rebuttals. Alex, we're going to start with you on your marks. Set. Rebut. You know, I don't think he's going to do much different uh, this year. I mean, uh, Luka Doncic had great numbers last year. He had that that great uh, second pair. I, you know, the West is going to be very difficult unless he gets to maybe the, the second or the third seed, which I don't really see them doing. And that's all. Thank you, Alex. Chris, your rebuttal. Alex, you remember that time uh, a couple seasons ago when the 76ers lost in the playoffs and Joel Embiid was crying? You want me to answer this? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Do you know why he was crying? Because he has passion for the game. And your time's he's up. He's super good, and the rest time's of the team isn't. up. Chris, I don't know what you were doing there. You had I don't even answer. know either. I just... I, I was going to vote Luka Doncic. I was winging it, man. I don't know. I didn't expect Probably. a rebuttal. I made my point. My point was ready. You come at me with a rebuttal. I'm not ready for that. Listen, this... <laughs> I, I hate to say What it. is this crap? I, I, I'm sorry. Order in the court. Crap? Order in the court here. <laughs> I object. Order in the courts or I will put you Look, in podcast contempt. There was a bunch of street youths out there. All right. Hey, that's enough. Yeah. All right. Youths. I had enough out of youths. Youths. What's youths. A youths? <laughs> youths. No, you guys, you guys both made good arguments, but Alex. I win because I said street, street youths. Alex clearly won the rebuttals. Alex, you are taking Joel Embiid, yes. Joel Embiid, also yes. known as Joel MVP. All right, everybody. There we go. That was it what a for this year's NBA projections, predictions, and awards. I hope you guys had as much fun as we do. We're going to take a quick break right now. When we come back, it's time for Alex's trivia question of the week. We will be right back.
And we are back. Alex, what do you have for your trivia question this week? You know, with the the NBA season starting, like Peter said, on October 19th, uh, this had to be an NBA question. And I'm going to do a spinoff of what we just did. And I think I kind of gave a clue. I kind of gave a clue that this was going to be a question that was coming up. But um, as we just spoke about, there was uh, one player who won the World Series MVP on the losing side. That also happened only one time in the NBA. So the question uh, for this week, gents, is who is the only NBA player who have won the NBA Finals MVP on the losing side? I have a feeling that Peter knows. He's stroking his little uh, one centimeter beard over there. But uh, Christopher... Uh, why don't you take a wild guess first? It's not good, Alex. You got to do better with your trivia questions because I know the answer to this one. Okay, great. You you need a win because you're you're you're, you're kind of down. I think I can the see answer... Google on his face right now. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Chris. It's I'm almost positive that we've talked about this before when we were younger. We've talked about it plenty, and of I'm times. pretty sure. Yeah, it's that pale guy with white hair, Jerry West. That's that's a good guess. <laughs> good guess, uh, Peter. What's your guess? You know, Alex, I consider myself a basketball historian, um, an archaeologist of basketball, if you will. I uncover those dark hidden truths in the sports and I bring them to light so that way others can see them and enjoy them. And I do have to say that I'm going to have to agree with Chris here that Jerry West did win, even though he was on the losing side, I believe, to the Philadelphia 76ers. That's a good guess. We'll, we'll find out the answer next probably the eagles (laughs) thank you very much and alex we thank you as always for your hard-hitting trivia questions of the week way to go alex all right gentlemen now it is time for fan mail this week we have fan mail from as always matt from hinsdale matt asks gruden what will his legacy be after his racist homophobic and sexist remarks made the news is he done with football forever or is there a way he recovers from this? This is a, a very heavy topic. Um, it's it's. Um, I feel like he can uh, still recover from this, and I think I think eventually he will. I, I think his biggest issue was that he wanted to, you know, and, and everyone's kind of initial instinct is to try to sweep it under the rug and, and move on from it. But but really, I think he, he's going to have to accept it and admit that he needs to learn from it and and reach out to uh, personally apologize to to everyone he he wrote about. And tell the public, listen, I, I made a mistake. I, I need to learn. Um, I'm going to try to find more information on on why my uh, remarks were so um, so horrible uh, to put out there. So um, I, I think he'll eventually get to that point. I, I think he's he's. Um, I don't think he's a terrible person. Um, so I, I think he will get to that point, and hopefully he does. And um, by doing that, I think he could somehow get uh, involved in the NFL again. So I don't think it's completely over if if he does get to that point. But if he doesn't, then uh, it is over. The sad thing about sports sometimes is that things like this happen and those people can get over it now. I'm not saying that forgiveness um, isn't okay because we can forgive people, but I think in order to forgive, you have to recognize whether or not somebody has learned something or made an effort to change. And and we don't know the facts around whether or not he has made an effort to change, but I don't think that he will be back in the NFL. I don't think he should be back in the NFL. I don't think that he will have the respect of anybody in the NFL. And even though these these emails and, and, and whatnot took place years ago, it's it's a topic that is 
continuously relevant. So he cannot be allowed to be involved. And, and I think he knows that. Yeah. Chris, it's also not that many years ago too. These emails came out from a period between 2011 and 2016. I mean, that's, that's five years ago. You know what I mean? Right. Like though that, that type of language, I mean, it's, it's always inexcusable, but it, it was even more so at that point. And, and I think that the, the problem here is a lot bigger than John Gruden. It is. I, I think it goes to a lot of the NFL, uh, the ownership, the, you know, that, that good old boys club that they've got. Yep. Um, it, it's, it's just a problem. So uh, to Alex's point, I, I do see Gruden, getting back into the NFL because of the whole old boys network situation. Um, Whether he should or shouldn't once again, like both of you guys said, that's up to him. Um, He needs to show growth. He needs to show maturity and he needs to show that he understands that what, what he wrote there was wrong. And, and, you know, just so many other people in that email chain and just everything else to go around with it. I, this is the tip of the iceberg and I'm, you know, I'm not happy about it. It's, It's unfortunate. Well, and, and Pete, and Pete, you brought up a, a great point there that mm-hmm. it's kind of the tip of the iceberg here. What what do you what do you want to happen? I not not so much even to to Gruden, but just uh, the NFL to uh, to really learn from this and and move forward. Well, I I don't know, Alex. I mean, that's that's kind of the whole thing is that we don't know what the issue is right now. All we know is what we've seen, and what we've seen is such a small part of it. If this kind of thing goes out to all the owners, you know what I mean? Like how far this spreads? Because we know that Daniel Snyder was involved in this. He was the, you know, he was the owner at the time. He was the one that Gruden was having all these communications with. And Daniel Snyder is definitely not the best owner in the league. He's one of the worst owners in the league. And definitely you can see him doing this sort of thing. Do I see Virginia McCaskey having these issues? No, I don't think that she's having these issues. So as far as how deep it goes or or how bad it can get, at this point, we just need to get the facts. Yeah. And I think that's going to be what, what clears it up for everybody. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, let's move on to the next question. Next question comes from old Getsy and Glen Ellen. Getsy asks, seems like the three of you are not loving Matt Nagy. Would you get rid of him now? And if so, who would you replace him with? Chris, I want to start with you on this one. Yeah, I'd get rid of him now. I, there's the, the changes in the last couple of weeks have been because he handed over play calling. We know it's been pretty much public information that the play calling was just shoddy and bad. And that caused confusion for Trubisky and then for Fields. So these are young quarterbacks. They need quick calls. They need things that make sense. And and Nagy wasn't doing that. Is he a leader of, of people? I, I don't know. There's really not a whole lot of proof there either. So yeah, I would get rid of him now. In terms of who I'd replace him with, there's really not a great person mid-season to go say we could replace him with. I mean, so my gut tells me Rex Grossman would be the logical choice. Um, <laughs> but but you know we'd have to we'd have to have an interim coach for now. Yeah, let's go. Which would probably Bill be, be Bill Lazor, and uh, and then we'd find out later on. Yeah, I'm I'm not a fan of I'm not a fan of Nagy, but what I have heard is that the players like playing for him. He's not a great offensive coordinator, and and thank God he's finally uh, handed that off. He's not a terrible coach, but he doesn't really know how to, you know, not try to take the focus off the team and just really pump himself up with that whole 
conference after you know him handing off the offense coordinator duties but still saying oh it all goes through me it all goes through me and and trying to still say that he was the most important piece out there so yeah he needs to kind of work on that but I mean, as far as what i hear the team likes playing for him so I, i'm not gonna get rid of him right now and I, I really don't know who i would replace place him with so that's that's another reason why i'm just fine with going with matt Nagy as long as he's not calling the offensive plays <laughs> <laughs> now alex I, I agree with you on that one i you know, I, I don't think that you should get rid of a coach just because you don't like what he did in like a certain aspect of the game. The coach is the CEO. He did the right thing by giving Bill Lazor the play calling duties. And yeah, he definitely messed up that first week. But this past week in the press conference, he was saying all the right things. It feels like he's finally caught up to the fact that he needs Bill Lazor to do what he's doing. So I think with this turnaround, with the fact that he does have a, he's got what, what looks to be a great defensive coordinator in the making right now. He's got a decent offensive coordinator. If he can just hold this team together, and I'm I'm with you once again, Alex, I think that he is a good leader of men. I think that the players do look up to him and they do like him. I, I think that he should definitely have the rest of the year as long as, you know, this team doesn't stop caring about him. You, you've convinced me. You've swayed me because because you're right. I mean, leadership a lot of times come down comes down to delegation and being okay with delegation. Yep. And not trying to say that you're the last person or the only person who could accomplish everything. That's good leadership. So you might be right. Here's hoping. And they were so hyped up, so hyped up to play the Raiders. Mm-hmm. That defense really showed up. You really hope they bring that intensity uh, against the Packers and and really fulfill that rivalry right there. And uh, Mooney, Mooney was, um, someone presented the questions like, how do you like the the Packers-Bears rivalry? He's like, first of all, it's Bears-Packers rivalry. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I did hear that. That That was a great line. Love that answer from him. We'll we'll see how they do. And definitely, uh, let's let's go Bears and and beat those Pack. If that defense can continue pushing like this, they're headed down a a road that I think is a little bit better than any of us anticipated at the beginning of the season. I am so excited for Sean Desai. I am so excited. The Bears, I, I got this awesome statistic. The Bears were, I believe, the last in the league as far as blitzing percentage, and yet they're one of the top two teams in sacks. Oh, like they, really? their, their defense is just humming right now, and That's they are great. playing so well. Real quick before you move on, Peter, do you guys recall after five games where you guys had them? I think I had them at, at two and three, so I'm already off. Where did you, do you guys have them at, at three and two? Honestly, I don't recall, but it had to have been. I think we were all around the same. Yeah, I mean, at the at end, we point. all we all came up with nine and eight. But I was just wondering if you guys remembered. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. No, nine and eight is still very much in the works too. All right, everybody. So this is going to do it for this edition of the Hard Cap. Next week, be sure to stick with us because we are going to have our NFL trade deadline uh, segment called Tune Up or Blow Up. All right. So be sure. If you do have any questions for us, if you want to reach out to us at all, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at the hardcapcast. Once again, on Twitter and Instagram at the hardcapcast, or feel free to email us. The hardcappodcast at gmail.com is our email address. Once again, the hardcappodcast at gmail.com is our email address. On behalf of Alex and Chris and our producer Cash, my name is Peter, and you have been listening to The Hardcap.